Did you know that how you handle money actually says a lot about your spirituality? Let's explore that today on Bold Steps. Most of your waking hours are spent on resources, managing, making, stewarding your possessions, and the way that you manage your life resources has a lot to say about your spirituality and the wisdom that you get from God. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. Well, after coming through the holidays at the start of a new year, would you say that you have a money problem? Many would. And Mark, we're going to take a unique look at the topic of finances for the next couple of days. And I think you have a different perspective than some Christians might expect. You know, this is a great time to do a, a series on money. Yeah. Because uh, most people have overspent during Christmas time and beginning of the new year. You're looking at your budget. Yep, the bills are coming due, aren't they? That's right. And you know what? Sometimes when I talk about money and finances in church, people say, well, Jesus didn't really say much about it. The Bible doesn't really talk about it. And you are so wrong. There are literally over 2,000 verses on finances and money. Why? Because the way we manage our money— is a spiritual issue. And uh, this series is called Wise, Having Sense and Making Change. But this message is called You Don't Have a Money Problem. And we're in Proverbs chapter 3. So to get started, here's Mark Job with today's Bold Steps. I believe that a lot of people, if you go out in the streets and shove a microphone into people's face on Michigan Avenue or on 26th Street, and you ask them, excuse me, sir, do you have a money problem? I think that most people would say, yeah, I have a money problem. And if you ask them, and what is your problem? They would say, I don't have enough money. Because most people think that the problem is that they don't have enough money. Most people believe that they don't have enough money, and if they just had a little bit more money, most of their problems would be solved. And I believe that that's a lie. I believe that most of us think that we need more money, but the solution isn't about our money, it's about the way we think and about the way we manage our money. Let me give you a little story to illustrate. There's a famous singer, many of you have heard him, and you may listen to him on the radio. His name is MC Hammer. MC Hammer, famous for his song, no, you can't touch this. I know some of you are already starting to move like this and <laughs> thinking about that song. When MC Hammer came out with that song, You Can't Touch This, was several years ago, he made $33 million from one single album. $33 million from one single album. He spent his money lavishly in excess, over the top. He spent half a million dollars to pay for 200 people entourage. He bought a $30 million mansion that featured 21 horses, 17 cars. Now, why in the world would you need 17 cars? But 17 cars, a hammer pant-shaped swimming pool, because you need that, of course, gold-plated gates, marble statues of himself, and of course, a gold toilet, because everybody needs a gold toilet. In six years, 
of earning $33 million, he filed for bankruptcy because he was in debt for $13 million. Now, if you were to ask MC Hammer when he filed bankruptcy, and you would ask him, MC, hey, MC, do you have a money problem? He would say, yeah, I have a money problem. And I would say, no, you don't have a money problem. I think that someone that earns $33 million in one year doesn't have a money problem. They have a money management problem, which means that you need some wisdom to manage your money in a better way. And you say, yeah, those celebrities, they buy fancy cars, spend all that money. But see, pastor, I don't make $33 million off of a hit song. And you think that you have a legitimate money problem, not like those celebrities who don't know how to manage their money. But I'm here to tell you that I believe that most of us, MC Hammer included, have a wisdom problem rather than a money problem. Oh, let me explain it to you a little bit. And this is why I teach on this practically every year. I teach a, a money management series because I believe that it is huge for us to understand. For example, do you realize that America is the richest country in the world? Yet ironically, we have one of the highest percentages of people living paycheck to paycheck. A recent study by A.C. Nielsen revealed that about one in every four Americans, that's one, two, three, four, you, one, two, three, four, you, one, two, three, four, you, one, ever, one in every four Americans say that they don't have any spare cash. In other words, their month is longer than their paycheck. In fact, they tell us that many, one in every four, and 60% of Americans say that, that they live paycheck to paycheck. If you lost your paycheck today, you would be in debt tomorrow because we live paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. You say, well, pastor, that's because we don't make enough money. Well, let me think of, let's think about that for a second. Do you realize that there's about 7 billion people in the world, billion? And almost half of that, a little over 3 billion people in the world, make on average in one day, they make $2 a day. Did you know that? 3 billion people in the world, they work 8 hours a day, go to the field, do what they have to do, and on average make $2 a day. And that if you make $37,000 a year, you are in the top 4% of wage earners in the world. And that if you make $45,000 a year, that you are in the top 1% of wage earners in the world. So if you're here today and your household brings in $45,000 or more a year, that 99% of the world is poorer than you are. So rich is a matter of perspective. Are you rich? 99% of the world thinks you're rich. Most of the world would like to make the money that you make. 
most of the world would like to live in the house that you live in. The majority of the world would like to drive a car like you drive, eat at the restaurants that you eat at, have the refrigerator like you have, dress in the clothes that you dress in. 99% of the world looks at you and says, you are rich. If I were to do a survey in this congregation and ask you if you're rich, I bet that we would get very little to maybe no one that would say they're rich. How about it? Ask yourself this question. Am I rich or am I not? Well, it's a matter of perspective. Now, I teach on finances and stewardship because I believe that our finances and the way we manage our finances deeply, deeply affect our lives. For example, the reason I teach on finances and stewardship, even though we live in the richest country in the world, is that our country itself, for example, is in debt. Our country, our government, and our country, our national debt is $17 trillion dollars. Do you know how many zeros are in trillions? I don't, but there's a lot. It's zero, 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 and keep counting zeros, 17 trillion dollars. Now, there's 160 million Americans that have credit cards, and an average household owes, get this, $15,000 in credit card debt. So the average household here that has a credit card, and I guess a lot of people in here, we would have a credit card. You charge $2,000 on this Discover card because Christmas was around and you could not show up without gifts and the latest iPad, man, it was a deal. How many of you know you can go broke on deals? It was a great deal. And you had to get out of Chicago because the weather was just depressing you. And so you charge $1,500 to go to Cancun and stay at a resort. And it was so nice. And then the furnace broke down and you didn't expect it. So you charge it on your visa. And then when you look at your bills and your wife went out, by the way, and wanted to surprise you. And so she bought you something that you, she thought you would really like. And it cost $500. And then you look at your bills and you realize, hold on. We owe $15,000 in consumer debt. And by the way, we pay about 18% on our credit cards, which means that if you pay the minimal on your credit cards, you would be paying it for years and years, and the credit card companies would be making a lot of money off you. Financial problems and stress affect your health, affect your mind, affect your family, affect your spirit, and if you're married, put incredible stress on your marriage. In fact, divorce lawyers know this, that the number one argument in divorce is about finances. The number one reason that people claim to get divorced is about finances. 64% of couples in this country argue about money issues. 54% of all divorces are caused over money issues. Here's what I know, that if you're in debt today, if you're struggling to manage your, your finances, then you today are stressed. Here's what I know, that if you're in a lot of debt and you're married, 
you're arguing about finances quite a bit with your spouse. The argument kind of goes like this, honey, you need to stop spending so much. Me? I barely spend anything. You need to start making a little bit more money. Making a little bit more money. Every time I look at the bank account, it's going down, 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 and down. You live like you're high up here when we're and arguing about who spends and who saves and your spiritual life goes down and down. The tension of your house goes up and up. You feel like a slave because the Bible says that whoever owes is a slave to the lender. And so you can't say no to overtime. You can't change your jobs. You can't manage your own life because you are a slave because some of you say, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. Now you wonder why I talk about finances? I believe that one of our greatest finances is not just an economic issue, it is a spiritual issue. And I believe that God has a lot to say about the topic of finances. And there's more that we'll unpack from this eye-opening lesson here on Bold Steps. It's coming up in just a minute. In case you can't stick around, let me remind you the place to go for all of these daily Bible teachings from Mark Job is online at boldstepsradio.org. And Wayne, we love to hear from our listeners, love to hear feedback, testimonies, comments. So we've set up a phone line, a listener line, mm-hmm. and you can just dial 312-329-2011 and leave your comment, your message. Some of those we will air on our program. Right. So leave your comment, question, and we would love to hear from you. Well, this one came in via print, but it says, I'm a new listener to Moody, but enjoy Bold Steps a lot. Thank you. What a wonderful thing to have new listeners joining us all the time. Yeah, we love to hear from new listeners. And here's one from Bruce. Thank you, Pastor Mark, for opening my spiritual eyes to God's Word. May God continue blessing you and Moody. Uh, Thank you for that word of encouragement. It's our joy to be able to turn people to God, to His Word, and jump in together. So thank you for leaving those comments. Thank you for your feedback. Again, we love to hear from you. Well, Mark mentioned one way to get in touch with us through that new voicemail line. There are different ways as well. You can go online to boldstepsradio.org and contact us there, or send us an email at boldstepsatmoody.edu. And once again, if you'd like to leave that voicemail, we'd love to hear your voice. Call us at 312-329-2011. Now, if you're listening today, and if you'd like to get more connected with the Bold Steps ministry, one of the best ways to do that is becoming a Bold Partner. And there are lots of incentives for becoming a Bold Partner. You can read about them at boldstepsradio.org. Lots of thank yous. So check it out at boldstepsradio.org. Become a Bold Partner today. Now, once again, here's Mark Job with today's message, You Don't Have a Money Problem. I've told you this before, but in the Bible, there's 40 verses on baptisms. Oh, baptism's important. There's 275 verses on prayer. Prayer is very important. There are 300 verses on faith in the Bible. Faith is super important. 650 verses on love. We would all argue that love is super important, but did you know that there are 2,000 350 verses that relate specifically to finances and spiritual possessions in the Bible. Did you realize there's more verses about finances than faith, love, and baptism put together? Why? 
Because God understands that most of your waking hours are spent on resources, managing, making, stewarding your possessions, and the way that you manage your life resources has a lot to say about your spirituality and the wisdom that you get from God. There's 31 Proverbs. It's written by one man. His name was Solomon. I love the story of Solomon. He's considered by many to be one of the wisest men that ever lived. But the reason I love the story of Solomon is that Solomon, well, his story is a real story of redemption as well. You may recall that Solomon's father was King David. But some of you don't know who Solomon's mother was. Do you remember at one dark moment in David's life, he went out into a balcony, he saw a woman taking a bath on the roof of her house. Her name was Bathsheba, just so you remember well her name. Bathsheba was taking a bath on the roof of her house. David saw her, brought her to the palace. One problem, she was married. He had sex with her, found out she was pregnant. This is David who wrote the Psalms. This is David, a man after God's own heart, really messed up. Then he tried to cover up his mistake by, in essence, orchestrating the death of her husband. The baby that they had together died, part of God's punishment on their life. David married Bathsheba, and the redeeming part of this story is that David and Bathsheba had another son. His name was Solomon. Solomon wrote three books in the Bible. He wrote the book of Proverbs, he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, and he wrote the book of Song of Solomon. Think about it. Here's a man who's written three books in the Bible, who tons of people read, and his mother had an affair with another man, an adulterous affair, yet God redeemed him and put him back and made him the king of Israel. Because listen, no matter what your background may be, no matter how ugly it may look, God is a redeemer of people's stories and can use them for the good and glory of his name. I want you always to remember that. That God is not limited by a dark past. Solomon was used to write three books of the Bible. When he was 20 years old, his father died. He was in his early 20s, maybe even younger. King David died, and Solomon was asked to be king. He sacrificed 1,000 bulls, the equivalent of about a million dollars in today's money, as he became king. He had a vision and a dream right when he was becoming king. And in this vision and dream, God appeared to Solomon and said, Solomon, ask anything that you would want from me, and I will give it to you. It's found in 1 Kings chapter 3. He was at Gibeon. It says in verse 5, at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night and said, ask what I shall give you. Verse 6, and Solomon said, O oh Lord my God, you have made your servant in place of David my father. Although I am but a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people 
whom you have chosen, a great people, too many to be numbered or counted for a multitude. In essence, Solomon was saying, I'm king and I have no idea what I'm doing. You ever been in a situation like that? I'm a father and I don't know how to raise a kid. I'm married, oh help me Jesus, because I don't know how to lead a woman. Someone hired you to a job and you're thinking, did they hire the right person? Because I have no idea what, they're, what I'm doing here. I love the fact that God puts us in places that are over our heads sometimes. And if you're a smart woman or man, if you're put in a place that's over your head, the first place you should look is to the heavens and say, oh Lord, give me wisdom. God said, what do you want, Solomon? Look at what Solomon says in verse 9. For a young man, he has a lot of wisdom. He says, give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, that I may discern between good and evil, for who is able to govern this your great people? I mean, think about it. He could have asked for the greatest army on earth, but he didn't. He could have asked for riches without measure and storehouses full of gold and silver, but he didn't. He could have asked for the greatest pleasures on earth and happiness to always surround him, but he didn't. He asked for one thing, oh God, give me wisdom and understanding to do what you've called me to do. The Bible says that God was pleased with Solomon and granted Solomon wisdom. And here's what I want you to know about the story. Solomon did not ask for riches, he asked for wisdom. But when he got wisdom, riches and wealth followed him. That's Mark Job with today's Bold Steps message titled, You Don't Have a Money Problem. We'll continue with part two on tomorrow's program, so be sure to listen then. And remember, all of these daily messages can be found anytime by going to our website, and that's boldstepsradio.org. Well, once again, we have in the studio a friend of mine, someone that you're familiar with. You've heard his voice. You've probably read one of his books as well. And uh, that's uh, Joe Stoll, who's been a pastor, a leader, college president, but more importantly, a follower of Jesus. So good to have you here, Joe. Thanks, Mark. And, um, you know, Joe wrote a resource that's designed to try to get us to spend time with Jesus every day. And, Joe, I want you to tell our uh, listeners why you wrote Strength for the Journey. Well, first of all, I think we all need more strength for our journey, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So then how do we do get strength for our journey? There's a lot of different ways, Mark, but certainly one of the ways is to be in the Word of God and having God speak to us on a regular basis. But I think I found the challenge in my own life. Okay, where do I start with that? I mean, the mm. Bible's a big book, right? Psalms <laughs> or the New Testament or Leviticus, and that's a challenge there all by itself, right? So what I had found in my life is if I have someone to get me started every day, mm. And so I thought maybe I could take some of the experiences I've had in my life and some of the things that have been important to me and put them into a daily startup for people, kind of like the warm-up band to their work and walk with God. And so Strength for the Journey was what came out of that, and I trust it will be just that, that it will get people started into the Word, give them a pattern to 
listen to the Lord and to walk with Him. I love it. And by the way, Joe has such a just a compelling way to break things down into a simple, easy-to-understand way. And so, uh, Strength of the Journey, that's our premium gift for all our Bold Steps uh, supporters this month. And so we would love to put this book into your hands. It's a good one. So let us know you'd like a copy when you give a gift of any amount to support Bold Steps. To make that donation and request Strength for the Journey, just call 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. Or go online to boldstepsradio.org. Or send your gift in the mail. Write to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And let me say, if this is your first time to donate to Bold Steps, you'll also receive a special thank you email with a link to Mark Job's brand new e-devotional called Bold Steps with Jesus. That's two devotionals for just one gift from any first-time donor. So if you've never given to Bold Steps before, now is an excellent time to get started. Once again, that's Dr. Stoll's Strength for the Journey and Mark Job's 30-day e-devotional Bold Steps with Jesus for your first-time gift of any amount at boldstepsradio.org or again call us at 844-615-7363 844-615-7363 and if you enjoy podcasts don't forget to add the Bold Steps podcast to your listening lineup subscribing will give you daily messages from Mark directly to your phone or mobile device ensuring that you never miss a beat of this Bold Steps teaching to subscribe open up your podcast app and search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job and hit that proverbial subscribe button. All right, that's our time for today. Join us again tomorrow when we continue Mark's message titled, You Don't Have a Money Problem. We're learning how wisdom guides our finances and creates a plan for abundance. Next time, right here on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.